Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cut that. Cut that. Yeah, we're going to clean that up and post Mike. I'm going to give a thumbs up to Mike that he is recording this and we'll take this to the authorities immediately. Oh, shoot. We're recording? <laughs> this is a long warm up. Welcome to episode two of Keep Waco Loud, the podcast. Uh, this podcast is produced by Oni Chan Productions and Rogue Media. And we are sponsored in part by The Shop, located at 2001 Franklin Avenue near downtown Waco. If you're looking for office space, warehouse space, or just want to hang out with Captain Danny from Waco Pedal Tours, this is the place to be. In fact, that is where we are right now. We are recording right here at The Shop at 2001 Franklin Avenue. And again, it's pretty great. So Captain Danny, I met him for the first time the other day. You just met Wait, Captain you've never Danny? Met Captain I've never Danny? met Captain Danny. He's oh literally my. Waco famous. Yeah. So, uh, Captain Danny, I- I'm trying to talk him into doing a show. You absolutely should. You know how much stuff he's probably seen? That's what I'm saying. He's probably <laughs> met more people in Waco than... More drunk people in Waco. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's even met Jacob's drunk parents. Oh, nice. He took fact. us on a pedal tour around Waco. It was great. Yeah, they're they're not Those my are some they're not my accolades. real parents. <laughs> they're ju- they're just affectionately called my drunk parents. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we actually ended up at uh, Brotherwell, uh, and it was it was pretty fantastic. It was a good night. Yeah. Good night. Captain Danny came in here and put on the rabbit head earlier. Oh, man, I bet that was so much fun. I, I believe he I don't believe cursed that, happened. that rabbit head. No, he did. That actually For happened? Real. Yeah, he put on the rabbit head right behind you there. Yeah. He's still there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> Captain Danny, get out of here. <laughs> no, but if you if you want to catch Captain Danny or the Waco Axe guys or other cool people in Waco, I, I recommend you'll run into them at the shop. It's it's a really cool family here, and the place is really coming together. Very small walkways, so you tend to run into a lot of people. <laughs> I hear there's also a safe with a really easy combination. Yes, it's four. <laughs> still, you still haven't changed it. Still four. I thought we had this conversation. We did, but we got good locks. I don't know, man. So we are actually sitting here with the founders of Brother Well, David and Jacob. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Why don't you uh, give us a quick little introduction of yourselves? Well, thanks for having us. I'm Jacob Martinka uh, of Brother Well Brewing. Um, been in Waco for the past 
I don't know, a dozen years now and been brewing with this guy, David. I'm David. Hi. Thank you for having us. This is really fun already. <laughs> I'm realizing that I said Jacob Martinka. That's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> why, why do you think that's weird? Let's go into that. <laughs> How does that make you feel? What is this? I knew it. <laughs> You didn't know Trick this was a therapy, therapy session? Yeah. Well, uh, know, well anyway, sorry, I've got to cut that, but we can, we can keep that. No, yeah, no, no. I no, think we that's love the banter. Great. It's, yeah. uh, my, no, Mike said, this is all, this is all garbage. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wanted before we jump into questions, when you guys first reached out to us, when Keep Wake Go Loud started that teaser mm -hmm. uh, campaign, which of you guys was like, I don't know what the heck these guys are doing, but we want to at least talk to them uh that was me i was uh I, I still am handling social media and stuff for the brewery and uh yeah just saw i don't know where i saw it originally but the square keep waco loud logo was was the post yeah. and i was like what is that clicked on it new account uh one one post just the logo block letters not anything that tells you what it is <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't know what this is we still uh, don't <laughs> Yeah, so and, on and it. it was right about the time that we decided, um, you know what, we should we should try to fill this space in all the time that it's not being filled. So we were brainstorming things to do, and so I, I think I sent y'all a message that said, I don't know what you are or who you are, but if you have something to do with music, uh, we have some space that can be used. <laughs> it was it was something as nebulous as that because I honestly had no idea. But I, I think I checked it, and then maybe an hour later I checked it, and y'all had maybe like a hundred followers. It was like weird. Hour? It was crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I did that really helped me is I went and found every single Waco uh, Instagram in Waco and went and followed the people that followed those Waco Instagrams. Mm. And I think that just helped me like, you know, and then plus it's got Waco in the name. And the one thing I've learned with Waco is Waco loves the word Waco. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, if it's got the word Waco in it, you that's a solid business plan right now, there. Maybe and, you guys can change it to Brother Waco. Brother Waco. Uh, I think that's actually the legal name. That's yeah. Jacob's last name. Oh, that's <laughs> We we changed it for obvious reasons. Okay, that's fair. We um, made him change his last name. I yeah. will say yeah, that yeah. when you sent that email, I, I was the first one who got it. And I literally, I think I took my phone and I was like, Jacob, look who just messaged us. <laughs> Other Jacob, not Jacob. Right, I, I wasn't there. Yeah. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did get really excited. I'm not going to lie. And uh, we are... Mm. It, very, very grateful for a y'all taking that leap with us. And it really did propel us. I mean, to have somebody yeah. who trusted us Truly so early did. on it, we didn't have anything. Uh... Do we trust them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you trust us now? Yeah. I didn't mean... notice all the armed security that we hired that night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see those. <laughs> it was really just Jacob with a plastic gun. And we thought that would do, do the trick. <laughs> As Kay said, it really did help propel us and uh, it was great. So let's talk about what brought you guys to brewing, like your love of brewing and uh, what kind of got you guys started down that path. Well, I guess that's me, right? Yeah. Um, I've been in Fayetteville, Arkansas for about a year working at a bakery and some of the uh, the bakers there were also home brewers and I kind of fell in with them and, and got started on a couple of batches and just started brewing at the uh, in Dallas over the holidays with my dad and then moved down to Waco and uh, kind of met David through some friends uh, who were also brewing and we kind of had a it wasn't a club it was like a group of guys who brewed because we could have beer sounds you know. like a club to me <laughs> or, or, or maybe a gang oh Ooh, yeah a brew gang I was once in a a bicycle gang. Were you? Yeah, we three or four guys in college just had old bikes and would go terrorizing people. I don't. By like riding know around in I circles and saying, 
Wait, is this like a fixed gear bike? This is or literally like a motorcycle the bad guys bike? Is it tricycle? in the movie The Buttercream Gang. You guys remember that? <laughs> I think the bad gang were on bicycles and they just ride around in circles around people. You know, I'm not going to, I usually don't interrupt these stories, but I feel like this is pertinent. In fifth grade, I got in trouble for gang activity for having a club called the BB4E Club and it was best buds forever. <laughs> True story. Fifth grade, hung out in the butterfly garden and they said we weren't allowed to have clubs because it was gang activity. You're now on activity. some sort of like gang watch list. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty terrified. I want to see that tattoo. <laughs> Butterfly. Yeah. BB4E. Shout out to Jesse and Tiffany. Mm, I wonder what they're up to. Um. <laughs> no, but please continue. I'm yes, so sorry. Please. We're talking about beer brewing and not bicycle things. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> took a weird turn. Yeah, we, we uh, David and I were brewing with other folks. And um, so uh, I, I met y'all through mutual friends. I think originally. It was playing pub trivia at that's right z's which is now coaches oh. uh but they had an amazing pub trivia and i went with a friend of mine was it oh it was sam's yeah what did i say z's. oh no that's a current bar <laughs> <laughs> i was like z's oh, z's on, on the curry <laughs> yeah no, no 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 sorry sam's sam's on the square so uh yeah we we're just on a pub trivia team together and the heffalumps and woozles the heffalumps and woozles this was a uh, continuous Trivia name. Yeah, yeah. Every week we we were there. Um, I love the continuous trivia names. Yeah, same. I yeah. like the people that the mm -hmm. make it like a current related name. <laughs> Come on, man, just stick to one name. The I'm hungry. Where are my chips? <laughs> just is that too immediate of a of a team name? You need something longer. Is that last is that because you're hungry and you want some chips? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And there was God. another uh, there was another trivia team. Really the terrible. Inklings. No, not the Inklings. They were pretty good. But they the would Trolls Nest. Trolls Nest. No, that, that's a friend of ours. I hope that he listens to this. <laughs> Shout out to Trolls Nest. Yeah, yeah. You were bad trolling at the trivia. Trolls. Maybe he was just trolling y'all. Throwing shit on Trolls Nest. Oh, okay. Um, Pub okay. trivia and brewing beer and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I think cause when you were living over at Austin Place, I, I got an invite to go hang out and just a normal friend hang out. And um, when I got in there, you and uh, John and Kevin snuck off to the kitchen. There was just like a <laughs> waterfall of beer happening. Uh, they had been popping open bottles that they had done. But when you're home brewing, often you create little mini volcanoes. <laughs> they yes, overpressurize. Not often, only if you suck at it. Well, <laughs> this was early so, in the process. Uh, yes, that happened to me a lot. So uh, I home brewed twice, and every time I opened a beer, it was a waterfall. So yeah. it wasn't well, my calling, obviously. <laughs> well, you got to stick with it. That's fair. So um, after you had this, so y'all kind of started, um, you, I guess you joined in on the brewing and stuff like that. How long was it before you became, y'all decided like, this is what we want to do. This is our calling. Well, it was, uh, we were brewing together for, I don't know, maybe five or six years before we really started seriously thinking about getting into the business side of it. And you know, that happened uh, from a variety of different like angles uh that, that, that kind of brought us to that conclusion doing friends weddings uh house shows art openings that sort of thing and uh and people kept on trying our beer and liking it and that gave us a lot of confidence and then there was also a local business owner who was interested in starting a, a brew pub and uh we had him up to our the space that we were brewing in and uh, he was he was pretty impressed and said hey if, if i go through with this we all be my brewers i'm like whoa that's amazing wow. <laughs> we'd love to didn't go through with it but we're like I don't need him anyway. I mean, it gives you the confidence, <laughs> somebody to, yeah. yeah. Someone saw in you. We totally something. needed that confidence. Speaking yeah, of that, fair. I remember seeing a, a picture on, I think it was the Beer Before Instagram, the Instagram I think that you actually run, right? Mm -hmm. And that's Jacob. And uh, mm -hmm. I think it was- You can't tell by her. I remember seeing this picture of y'all in a space that was not Brotherwell. 
And I remember being like, oh, what is this? You know what I mean? And and I think y'all teased that it was like before you're, you know, in East Waco and stuff. How long did it take? And how many moments did you have of this? Like, okay, it's going to be this thing. And, and it didn't. Like, uh, how long did that take? The location that we're in now is actually our third location. Okay. Um, yeah. So originally we, we were connected through uh, a friend who had the Percy building, what was the Percy Medicine building for almost 100 years here in wow. Waco. And they produced baby Percy medicine which is uh, uh, like a stomach common over the counter. You can still buy it actually. So that was the building. It's it's now something else. But the guy who at the time owned it, he had not moved his company in. And in fact, he never moved his company in because his company grew so fast, they bought the next property. Oh, wow. So he was sitting on this empty building and he said, um, he, he was big into beer and he knew Jacob and said, hey, if you guys don't mind, just like, you, you, can, you, you can brew in that space if you want, home brew in that space. And just, you know, keep an eye on it for me. It's a, it's an empty building. So uh, it was a trade-off. And then that ended up being where we brewed just with our friends and us for uh, many years. Five five years, maybe? Four years? <clears throat> Something like that. Yeah. And that was uh, our, the first beer that we brewed in that building was the Percy Porter, which is how it got its name. Oh. Uh, oh. A little fun deep cut there for you. Yeah. So when we, um, tr- transitioning from um, home brewing to deciding to do it for real, it came when we got more and more requests and better feedback from friends and family uh, and folks that wanted the beer in more places. So we thought, uh, okay, how, this is starting to get kind of expensive. <laughs> how do we, we can't legally charge because we don't have a license to, to produce alcohol. Uh, what would we need to do to get a license? So we, we looked at a license just to like cover our costs for grain and hops and, and everything. So then we saw the cost of the license and it was pretty expensive. And so we thought, okay, well, we can still do this. We just need to make make a little bit more beer to balance it all out. Then we start looking at equipment and, you know, it's uh, it's a small difference to upgrade equipment size uh, to get bigger and better yields uh, for lesser and lesser increase of cost. So uh, we kind of did this uh, one upping of ourselves and our idea and it got bigger and bigger and bigger until we got to the point where we were we were planning a full scale brewery. And that was not the original goal. The original goal was just to cover the cost so that we could share our beer with our friends. But then it hit that point where it was it was all or nothing. It was uh, we make, we make the leap. Yeah, yeah, it, it exactly <clears throat> was. And you know, aren't we still sharing our beer with our friends? Oh, make make do the Where's click the noise. Uh, producer Mike is showing his hearts right now. He's, he's loving it. I needed an audience to go. Oh. Yeah, is there a laugh track? I am getting a thumbs down from Mike. (laughs) Mike's shaking his head. Now that you've started having more things happening at Brotherwell, you know, now that y'all are like an established business, obviously, and you have, you know, we've done things there, Insight, Eastside Markets there now. Do y'all consider yourselves not only a brewery, but a venue as well now? Legally, can you say that? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, one of our goals was to um, be focused on our plan as a brewery. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and a lot of that comes with recognizing who we are and who we aren't, Uh, who we are is a brewery and so we are focused on the beer primarily uh, we decided early on not to do a kitchen uh, not to be a music venue full-time not to be a lot of things that would be really fun but would be uh, taking up too much of our time and distracting us pulling us in different sure. directions our, our main focus is and always will be being uh, a brewery <laughs> uh, however that being said we are blessed with a lot of space inside and outside we, we have a huge yard area that we're putting a lot of work into now Um, so with that much space, part of being a brewery is being a communal space. Uh, it was not something that we expected people to show up to originally uh, foot traffic wise. We were over across the river at the time. There was one restaurant that had opened up in the last year or two, but, but besides that, I think every business on that street had been there for decades. (laughs) 
So not a lot of recent development, not a lot of business turnover in the area. So when we moved over there, we did it fully thinking it doesn't matter if people will show up. We're not counting on people to show up. Uh, we're going to be focused on getting beer in bars and restaurants across Waco. Relying on the good product. Yeah, yeah. And then doing stuff, especially with y'all, y'all proven the point far better than anything else. Um, we quickly learned that people wanted to be in the space. It's got to be the only manufacturing plant that people want to go to and hang out at. <laughs> it's like nobody sits in a paper factory and meets their friends there, you know. It's just cooler, and we're lucky by that, that people find the brewing process interesting. That was one of the ways that we had to pivot from a business standpoint, which is, okay, people want to be here. How do we start making this a space that is usable, that's comfortable, uh, and it has been a very long, slow process, but we're we're slowly adding additions. It feels like every month we'll paint a wall. The thing that I want to say about your space is it says a lot about the brother will space that people want to be there and they want to hang out. And that is the fact that they did that in the middle of the summer with no AC. Like yeah, I saw right. that really place packed right. out sweating. I mean, when I showed up for one of the shows, my hair was straight. And by the end of it, it was curly. <laughs> we double as a salon. <laughs> Thank you for that. It was, mm-hmm. it, I, it looked great. 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 Um, no, but I mean, I think that says so much about you, the product itself, the space and just, Atmosphere. I guess that whole, yeah, the whole package. Um, brother will is a, a really amazing place and and Waco is better for it. Well, thank you. You hear that? She called us the whole package. The whole <laughs> package. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that's been really surprising is as far as the use of the space in the atmosphere um, and the culture there. I mean, again, our focus is really the beer. Our focus is making sure that anybody who comes in will find a beer that they like before they leave. And and that's, that's our biggest goal because if they do that, they'll come back. Absolutely. And they'll ask for beer everywhere else. But having folks like y'all come in and really kind of create the culture on the off the brew floor. <laughs> you know, we got the tap room, we got the yard space, but folks like y'all coming in and we've, we've gotten to partner with a lot of different groups around the community. We quickly realized that we are not creating the culture there. Uh, the, the space is very flexible. There's a lot of people who come to us with fully grown ideas and they have every power to implement it on their own. And really what they're needing is uh, four walls and an address to put on a on an invitation. So that's exactly it. And I think that's the most important thing for kind of a, a blossoming resurgent music scene here in Waco. It's uh, there already is um, an established sound stages, all that sort of thing. Music venues that are music venues full time. And <clears throat> yeah. their and their make, goal is yeah. to get people in. Yeah, and, you know, that pays their bills is filling that space to its capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, what's cool is when you have spaces, you're allowing that flexibility yeah. of, okay, Free maybe. Flow. Yeah, like you're allowing the flexibility of at the end of the day, you're going to sell beer like that. You're a brewery and you sell really good beer. And when people come in, they're going to drink it. The Rattler, which is the unofficial beer of Keep Waco Loud, yeah. uh, <laughs> fully endorsed by us. Uh, we brought that tonight, but we didn't I heard. have any. Yeah, we, but I guess that's okay. You know, I told David that is a good problem to have for you, though. As in, like, it's it's always good to have run out because, oh, sorry, it's so popular and great and it's the best beer on tap. Whereas they're having too much and then it's just like, ugh. This would be a different <laughs> podcast in, a, in about two hours. <laughs> we just brought all the, that we had. What what is this beer that you brought? Can you guys talk about it? It's delicious, by the way. Thanks. This is the the Winter's Barley. It is our barrel aged imperial stout that mm. uh, we got a French oak barrel uh, from Balcones that held single malt, and we um, let it rest in there for a couple months. This this has been aged in that barrel for a couple months. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I'm not a stout person, and this is really good. I am not a stout person. I hate stouts. 
No offense. I guess yeah. I can't say I hate them because I like this one, but this was quite good. It's not what I pick on a menu ever. It's very good. Right on what's yours. Yeah, and and the barrel aging process changes the beer over time, which is why we do sure. it. Um as it goes in and out of the wood cask, it actually the cask itself acts as a filter. So it tastes oh, um, the charcoal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh it will filter the beer and so to say and so it, it gives it a different texture a different feel uh, it doesn't have an edge that that beers would normally have just a normal kind of bitterness hop edge uh, that's there in always some capacity and on top of that we're also pulling that wood sugars out of the barrel and some residual spirit so some of the sweetness some of the vanilla that you're getting out of it that's all from the barrel itself i feel like we've just got an economics lesson and a chemistry <laughs> lesson all in one podcast Man. yeah stick around <laughs> you're gonna learn something here on these podcasts yeah. folks yeah well if you go listen to brewers podcasts i used to think they'd be a bunch of guys just like really cool branding and you know doing big parties and whatnot they are total science nerds Ooh. Uh, they want to sit you down and talk about microbiology for hours. So this is why we needed you all to come into our space to <laughs> make it cool because, because we are geeks. Because yeah. you, when you guys think partying happens, it's called doing big parties, <laughs> as David just We will did. do the big party, yeah. <laughs> Have we been doing good holiday parties? The best, I'd say, around. I had fun at the Sendero one the other night. That was pretty great. Dude, I got this hat, though. I mean, it was a couple weeks ago. Mike, that let's was add a, a picture oh, of this Oh, you're right. <laughs> that was a couple weeks ago. When this ago. airs, it will have been a couple weeks ago. <laughs> How do you think that, you know, on that topic of, you know, all the different organizations that, you know, have put on events at your space, how do you think that the growing entertainment industry in Waco is affecting or will affect uh, your business and other businesses around Waco? For us, because our main focus isn't creating our own culture specifically, we have a we have a general culture that we want at the brewery, and that is mostly something that's highly approachable, that's wide reaching and um, is flexible. So it can suit many needs. So for us, having a growing art scene in Waco has already brought a ton of people to the door uh, has introduced us to a lot of people and has physically changed our building we have artwork yeah. all over the building oh, the beautiful mural on the side yeah we have a big mural on the side of the building that was done by creative waco and the art apprenticeship program so that's now a permanent part of the building and every time we come in you know people ask us why would we choose it and we we can very honestly say we we didn't that was not our project that was uh members of the community who came together to do that because they wanted to. Uh, and same thing with y'all, with y'all putting on music shows or comedy shows at the brewery. That is not us doing that. <laughs> so the more people like that, that are doing that, it's it's obviously a huge advantage to us. If we have a space that we want people to enjoy, we can provide the beer, but there's so many other things that you can do while drinking that beer. That is very yeah. true. You had the Mammoth Collective art show there recently, which was really cool. Big swing installation. Oh, that, I that want that yeah. swing in my backyard. She did not take me up on that. But... <laughs> For the right price, I'm sure. I'm sure for the right <laughs> price. No, that that was really cool. I mean, Insight does the Shakespeare mm -hmm. um, at y'all's venue. You know, you have the Eastside Markets. I mean, it's it's all over the place. And you're, and you're right. I mean, I guess that is a way of saying like, that's not us. But also like, you know, it's not. It's the community. And I think that's what's really, really beautiful about it. Exactly. That, that goes back to our earlier point where we're the ones that are making the beer. And y'all are the ones making the brewery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. so sweet. Like, just bringing the community in. Uh, if we were trying to coordinate music and, and coordinate art and, and, and all that sort of thing, the beer would suffer and it probably wouldn't be as cool. We, we wouldn't be doing a, as good of a job as y'all are doing or that Creative Waco is doing. It's all about community. That's Or if you put us in charge of making the beer, 
I don't recommend uh, it. It probably would suffer. Yeah. Beer volcanoes say. for everybody. Beer, yeah. But then you could say it's on purpose. Like, hey, guys, keep it go loud. Beer volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it into a feature. It's not a glitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you guys, okay, next show, you're brewing all the beer, and we'll coordinate the music. Yes. And or perform it. Got it. It will be and the oh, last show that any of us ever do. <laughs> this is what we're going to do, though. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do a collaboration with Keep Waco Loud. Okay. Brother World Brewing. It's going to be a beer. We'll figure it out, at whatever the flavor is. Might go ahead and add this to the calendar. Yeah, exactly. And uh, You have it on the podcast. Oh, it's on the calendar. It's a legally binding contract. And the name is going to be Beer Volcanoes. That's, beer Volcanoes. Yeah. I'm so into this. It's, it's science related. Is that the, the name of the event or the name of Both. our band? Or maybe we can do our uh, the name of the beer. adult I don't know. beer. Oh, right. Beer fair. Volcanoes. Yeah, or yeah. the volcano either one i'm into this this. Might, this might veer off a little bit for katie's taste but i would like to ask you guys uh not just keep working loud related just uh some of your favorite moments um of 2019 where you've had events go on and just uh maybe just share some of your most special favorite moments of 2019 i think the first analog show is is pretty high up there oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was we we hadn't built the the bar where it is now uh, so the bar was off to the side, and so the the brew floor is wide open, and and so they set up on the brew floor. It was at it was at night. Uh, there were candles on all the tables. There was one light kind of kind of shining right there. Uh, it was just majestic. Um, it, it was fantastic, and and the storytellers were amazing. It was just top to bottom. Uh, Adam does such a great job with that. Oh, he really him. does. We yeah. just love Adam. Yeah, that so that's a great example of just like a an event that we never would have planned or put together. Yeah, Analog right. is a storytelling event <clears throat> uh, that happens semi regularly at moving yeah. locations. Yeah. So for us to be able to host that, it, it was such a unique experience that night. Um, and we've gotten to host them again since then. But yeah, that's a good one. I got another one. Do you want to go? No, go for it. Black Lerat, when he came oh, to put yes. Victor Hugo on our on our wall. What an singer. honor. Absolutely. He, he, for those who don't know who Black is, uh, he's kind of the guy who allowed Banksy to be Banksy. If it weren't for Black, Banksy would not be who he is. Parisian street artist from the 80s. He goes around, he does tours now around the world and finds walls to spray on. And I asked him, so do you miss like kind of your spraying under the cover of dark and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, kind of running from the cops. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I, I don't miss getting arrested. And yeah. People yeah. pay me for these now. So yeah. it's, I'm gonna roll like this a nice way. trade-off. I would rather have <laughs> money in, instead of jail time. Uh, talk about storytellers. He was a storyteller. Uh, when he put his mural on the wall, it took a lot longer than I guess needed to. You know, he wasn't just painting it on the wall. He was he was turning around to the small audience that had, had gathered, asking questions and telling stories just about his process and about who Victor Hugo is. It was amazing. He said, uh, Victor Hugo, do you know who Victor Hugo is? Victor Hugo. Uh, he wrote a book. Uh, it is called uh, Les Miserables. Um, mm-hmm. it, and he starts telling us about what Les Miserables was like. No, we know. Les Mis. <laughs> Come on, man. And he started <laughs> acting out part of Les Mis. <laughs> We've exactly. all read it or have pretended to. Yeah. Or watched the Anne Hathaway movie. Yeah. Yeah, just having that sort of, I don't know, the, the guy with that portfolio come in to the brewery and humbly say, hey, I'm thinking about doing Victor Hugo on you all. Is that okay with you? I've got other ideas. If not, I'm like, no, man, that, that's fantastic. What You're amazing. It, it was a complete honor and uh, such a great experience. I love when that when uh, during the the mural thing when people would take the chalk and oh, yeah. put fill in I the blank say, yeah, on yeah. the thought bubble, like, mm-hmm. like I'm just like, waiting for a beer. beer here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a couple of my favorite. You guys have to remind, uh, remind me of the name of the bands. It was 
um, a group had come in for a show. It was a it was like a real jazzy vibe, uh, and they just had really strong vocals. Dumbest, uh, dumbest Man, I don't vocals. no. It was they only played the one time. At one point, uh, the bassist, uh, the lady who was playing bass, she while playing the song walked off the stage, walked out the door, smoked a cigarette while <laughs> continuing to play the song, <laughs> then walked back in yeah, after she finished I, it. Uh, I think that's uh, TJ, uh, TJ Bell, and uh, another band of gypsies. Yeah, TJ okay. Bell and another band of gypsies. Yeah. They're, uh, a, they're a local they're, band. Yeah, they're a very talented group of individuals. Yeah. TJ. That yeah. night, that show was one of my top marks in, in the tap room. Because it just felt... I, I think there's only maybe 15 people in the crowd. It it yeah, felt it wasn't very huge, empty. It wasn't huge. Um, but regardless, I wasn't thinking about the beer or sales or, or whatever. It, was just, it just felt so fun. And the music was so amazing. I just remember thinking, man, I never thought that our space could feel this cool. Uh, oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah because you know we're in there doing uh lifting and, and chemicals and, yeah chemistry we're working yeah. out we're in there yeah power lifts you do power lift kegs those things are heavy that's right yeah uh so that was one and then i think also east side market has been just a huge thing for us this year um getting 20 to 30 vendors uh that, that are all ranges of styles of businesses and having the community come out every month and seeing live graffiti every month and uh it. it's just been it's been so cool to see it brings out so many different people that we never see at the brewery <laughs> so it's really fun to to reach different pockets of the community that we feel like we have yet to meet those He's picking pockets over here He's <laughs> reaching for those pockets oh that's why you like the big we've crowds. hired a pickpocket <laughs> but i think he just keeps picking that out our monkey pocket. was doing there <laughs> backfired uh no those guys are hustlers and they just go 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 and it's really incredible to see what they're doing and what you know, what they're gonna do and okay speaking of future and uh what's happening in the future what's in store for the future of brotherwell beer volcanoes is- <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to Beer that volcanoes, joke. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this upcoming year, we've got a lot of stuff that we have planned. One of those plans is we're going to be continuing to build out the tap room. Like I said, it's been a long, slow process where we occasionally put up a wall or take down a wall or can't decide what to do with a wall. But we are moving into a phase in the next few months where we'll have some focused effort on the tap room. So hopefully getting AC in finally, finishing out the tap room area, the, the walls, floors, building a bar top, doing all of that, you know, really kind of finishing out the tap room the way that had we known that people would want to spend time at the brewery we would have prioritized earlier <laughs> sure. um and likewise we have just redone all of our backyard it looks great thank it you really yeah it really does it, it's halfway done right now yeah right? it's halfway it's done in the middle of it so that's going to be a big change uh and along with tidying up the space uh we're going to be opening up our doors a little bit more frequently we'll be adding on wednesdays so now we'll be open wednesday through sunday one day you're eventually going to be like the chick-fil-a where you only close one day and everybody's uh-huh. like oh i always want brother well on mondays we're gonna rotate that one day the maximum annoyance (laughs) (laughs) you'll never know until you show up so like the first week it's monday second week of the month it's tuesdays And you always want Brother Well beer that uh-huh. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes back to back Sunday, Monday. Uh huh. Oh it. God. Love it. Those Brother Well guys get you every time. <laughs> but okay. on on the canning side, we are also in the process of designing cans right now. Um, the way the whole process goes, uh, technically, we're we're ready to can whenever we get our designs up and running. So we're going through the design process now, and we hope to launch 
uh, at least a few beers in cans, maybe March-ish. I don't know. Will Rattler be in one of these cans? Rattler's a, um, a tricky animal. Um, <laughs> it's a tricky species. Uh, <laughs> we are, we're going to keep that as a taproom-only beer. You know what? I respect future. that. But uh, Growler Club members and folks who just want to get a Growler fill can come in anytime. And Oh, you can get it in a Growler. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we are members of this elite Growler Club. Quite quite Mm -hmm. elite. Mm -hmm. Well, we need the Waco elite like (laughs) y'all to make an elite club. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> it is really cool. Pretty smart, but also it was a great way to take advantage pretty quickly of the the law change here in Texas. I mean, you yeah, jumped so right I mean, on you that. You guys were ready for it. You yeah. were paying attention. Yeah, so the, the law changed in our favor that allowed breweries like us in the state of Texas to be able to sell beer to go. Uh, no, not in the New Orleans style way where you can walk out with an open <laughs> can or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it means that we could, uh, you can come to the brewery, buy growlers, uh, buy cans, buy, buy things like that, and take that home, take it to the park, take it to d- dinner party, wherever. Since we are not in canning yet, our our idea was to jump in on the growlers, uh, and we really thought there'd be a huge learning curve locally uh, about explaining what a growler is and how do you fill it, how often do you need to empty it and clean it, and all that stuff. Turns out Waco is smart, real smart, yeah, real smart. <laughs> we know how to Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And maybe that was just a lot of googling. Well, it was one of the things that we really we had a brewery um, right next to us in Brooklyn, and that was one of the things they had the automatic canning thing, so they canned oh, yeah. them right in front of you. Man, their can um, is great. Uh, red sour. Oh, oh God. Man. I what love a sour. Mis- mm-hmm. Mr. Red. Oh, so good. <laughs> Do that voice get- again. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they call those crowlers because they are they act like growlers, but they're in cans. So they just got lazy what and called it a What a scientific name. Yeah, yeah. Science, Is that science, Latin? Science, science. Yeah. <laughs> and now, we interrupt our regularly scheduled podcast for another fireside chat with Tyler Rambo. Someone asked us when we were younger to pinpoint potential defining life moments that would likely be suggestions like SAT scores, the job that we get, or buying a home. But as I look back, none of those define me as a person, how I make decisions, how I interact with others, or how I really got to where I am today. I'm going to take all of you on an absurd journey through what I thought were seemingly normal next life steps that as a look back were anything but. And as it turns out, these moments that I gave little to no thought would go on to be the most defining. Enjoy. Have you ever seen a commercial that says side effects may vary and include with a long laundry list of really gnarly conditions and side effects? Well, they know that because of me. Uh, When I was younger, I actually used to be a lab rat. It was the summer right before I was supposed to start college and, and leave home. My mom was on the phone with one of her best friends, and they're usually pretty, pretty raucous on the phone. But that day, they were particularly uh, loud and obnoxious, and, and my mom was cackling, and she kept saying, he's doing what now? And going away for how long and getting paid how much? So naturally, my curiosity was piqued, and when she got off the phone, I asked her, I said, Mom, I, I got to know what uh, what was going on in that in that conversation. And she said, well, you know, my friend's son was living in the family van, and he wrecked it. He wrapped it around a tree, and so somehow he found this drug study laboratory thing that pays him thousands of dollars. And I said, that sounds fantastic. The kind of thing that most people would say, this sounds terrible and no thank you. And this is absurd. Who would ever do that? I raised my hand and said, I need his phone number. And she actually gave it to me. So I gave him a call and he he gave me the phone number and he didn't really 
give me much to go off of, but he just says, call these folks. If any of these dates work out, let them know and, and uh, set up a screening. And so that's what I did. So I go in totally blind into my first screening and the doctor's sitting there and he's saying, if you make it through this physical and you get selected for this study, we're going to need you to keep a log of how you feel any potential side effects after you take a dose of this new and exciting medication for erectile dysfunction. So at 18 years old, the thought of being around a bunch of strangers locked up in this facility, taking ED pills and being asked to tell them how I feel, thinking normal, that was, uh, it was a pretty interesting concept. I did not get into that study, but I would continue to take cracks at this and I did finally get in and got to see through this, um, this twisted maze of kind of this underground type of situation. So there was a lot of interesting characters. We would have to go through a uh, security checkpoint where we actually would have to do a strip search. Then they would take us up to, uh, you could not have any camera phones. You couldn't have anything with a camera. We go up into this very small facility where you could not go outside. It was run 24-7. We had to take their medications. We had to be there for certain blood draws. Everything was on a schedule, but for our downtime, we were able to hang out in common areas. And a lot of people would talk to me about this later on, and they would say, it kind of sounds like prison. And funny enough, a lot of the folks in there quite frankly, did brag about their time being locked up. It was a perfect segue for them. Also, not just kids like me, but uh, but for other folks as well, coming straight out of prison, they would um, not do background checks. And so as long as you were fairly healthy and, and you were able to pass the blood test, you were good to go. You got in just as well. So it was the first time that um, that I got in that my mom had actually sent me this care package for it was a study for a midterm, something like that. And so she sends me all this candy. So I actually tried to bring that in, and that was the first time. So when they're going through our bags, when we're getting checked in, all these guys that are veterans totally clowned on me. They're all laughing. They're freaking out. And they said, look at this idiot bringing in all this candy. And that ended up being the catalyst for a big story that I would write later on about my time in there. Think Scarface meets non-FDA-approved drug use. Um, in a regulated manner with a lot of candy being passed between different folks. And, and that was essentially what I had written. So it was, uh, those were wild times. Looking back on it again, I didn't think that anything too crazy would come of it, but it turns out it did teach me a lot about being independent, making my own money. I put myself through college. Um, there would be later instances where people would invite me on international trips and I would just be able to say yes because I could go in and make a couple of grand over a few weekends as a kid and um, and go internationally and travel, but also be mixed up with all these characters. And it was the first time that I'd really tried my hand at creative writing also. So little did I know that just raising my hand for non-FDA-approved drugs would end up being a, um, a huge thing for me later on in life. And now, back to our show. It's Unqualified Life Advice by Keep Wake Aloud. Um, I am legally obligated to tell you that we are not therapists. Uh, we are not qualified in any sort of way to give you life advice. We do not recommend you take this life advice, whether it's good or bad. So what we do is we uh, asked our Instagram followers to send us over questions that they would like answers to and that we will give them advice. So the first one comes from The Silent Paula. She wants to know, how do I help my father come to terms with the fact that I will never be as cool as Tony? Tony Hawk. Hmm. Well, my first question to Silent Paula is: Is your father Tony Hawk? Wow, that's really oh. my first question. Um, because if so, then you know what? Your dad's a jerk 
for making you feel that way. And I think you guys need to go see an actual therapist. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's one of those things to where, like, when your dad's had so many successful video games and all of these things, you know, it's kind of an unrealistic expectation to expect your child who grew up in the, the, the shadows of that to live up to that. And who's to say that the silent Paula isn't cool? She's probably just as cool as Tony Hawk, if not even cooler. You're your own person, Silent Paula. What do you think? Well, let me tell you what's unqualified advice. (laughs) Uh, Just treat him like he's Tony Hawk. Oh. Uh, It doesn't have to be that cool, but if you treat him like he's that cool, he will be that cool. Boom. That's really really good advice, David. Mm -hmm. I love you, David. I think you make an origami hawk Mm and name it Tony. Mm -hmm. Give it to the dad. Okay. And that'll just, so many feelings will bubble up to the surface. They can actually talk about what's going on. You know, that's a really, origami really helps people open up. This one you're really going to love. So Cole in the 05, um, who we all know as. He's a local magician in <laughs> Bellmead. And he wants to know which way is the toilet paper supposed to go? Well, Cole, it's my experience. Um, I don't know if I can say this on the air, but the toilet paper is normally used for the private part area. Jacob. Uh, no. Is that not the question? No, that's not the question. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, you mean like where the roll is, is supposed, supposed to roll? Is it supposed to be on top or the under? Oh, okay. I have no idea. Well, you don't even put it on the roll. <laughs> I, think, I think this question reveals whether you have pets or not. This is, mm-hmm. ooh, because if it's over, then they can pot They can un- unravel it. That is true. But if it's the other way, they can't. It'll just oh, spin in circles. Oh, David, you... You blew my mind right now. <laughs> what do you think, Jacob? Whichever is easiest to pull off a square and fold an origami. <laughs> that was Probably very deep. Thank you. Thank you. That's definitely you, it. You know, uh, Jacob's house, they they uh, individually break all the sheets off and stack them vertically for you so that, you know, they do all that the work. I, like noticed, I noticed that. I'm yeah, guessing this there. is two ply because one uh, ply is not going to fold yeah. very well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering what was Well, it starts as one ply. He actually replies them. It's a very advanced technique. Which we, we went over to uh, Jacob's house for a chili cook-off. And it makes sense now that you did that for that event. Just had the paper ready to roll. Ready? No, ready to stack. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. I misspoke. Yeah, not ready to ready roll. Ready to stack. <laughs> Our next question actually comes from CamFry101. Is it okay to like eating Arby's? Hmm. As a connoisseur of meats myself, I think the answer is yes. They the, do have the meats. They do have Isn't the that meats. their phrase? Uh, Arby's, at us, please. The question is, I guess, how how much of the meats do you want? Oh, yeah. What is your meats tolerance? What is your meats tolerance? Mm-hmm. That's a good... Or mm-hmm. are you a vegetarian? Then the answer is probably no. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I guess this really all depends on the person, you know? So we don't know who you are, Cam Fry 101. Ooh, Cam Fry. He probably likes the fries at Arby's. Ooh, That's why it's Cam Fry. Curly fries. Yeah. Curly fries are pretty good. Would you I'd... say that they're the origami of fries? Oh, man. <laughs> I haven't thought about that one. I haven't thought about <laughs> fries in terms of origami yet. Or the meat in terms of origami. I'm going to sleep on that. Nothing but deep thoughts here today, folks. All right. And and then here is um, my personal favorite um, came from Domo Omob. Omob. Domo.omob. Wants to know. Um, and, and I have a, a very, very easy answer for this Um It was a very simple question. His question is, where are the hoes at? No, 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 no. He said... Where are the hose at? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And um, yeah. I'd like to jump in and answer here um, that um, I, I usually typically uh, like to always 
support local businesses. So I want to uh, plug in Bonnie's Greenhouse. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lovely place to get uh, hoses at. Um, If they don't have them, you can always default to going to Lowe's or Home Depot. This has (laughs) been Unqualified Life Advice from Keep Waco Loud. (laughs) Where the hose at? (laughs) Please put that in your permanent opener. Montage. Where the hose at? Okay. I think that's a wrap. Uh, So I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for coming out and joining us today. Um, I I really appreciate you uh, taking your time from all the hard chemistry and volcano beers or uh, sorry, beer volcanoes. Uh, But I wanted to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to uh, sharing a beer together soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to say that we at Brotherwell have been uh, we at Brotherwell have been so excited and thankful to be able to partner with both of you uh, in Keep Wake Aloud. Uh, the amount of artists that you've brought in and the events that you put on and the space that you've created within our space uh, has been enormously fun. <laughs> it's just been really enjoyable. Uh, it's been really exciting to see y'all grow and expand. Uh, and what that means is um, not just y'all growing and expanding Keep Wake Aloud specifically, but also giving a platform for so many local artists and uh, comedians and now expanding into podcasts it's just really exciting so we appreciate um, all of your success uh, and we see all the hard work behind it so we're, we're really thankful for you all for that well, oh, we appreciate that man yeah, that that means a lot seriously did you ever think you, somebody would crowd surf at Brotherwell when you opened up Brotherwell <laughs> it was only a matter of time <laughs> it's a matter of time and a matter of beer <laughs> awesome well thank you so much guys thank you Brotherwell Thank you. Keep Wake Aloud, the podcast is produced by Oni Chan Productions. Our theme music is by Fish Hands. If you like what you hear, you should check them out on Bandcamp. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you really like us, give us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or check out our website where you can buy merch or even see some local events coming up. Thanks again for tuning in. This week's Artist Spotlight is on the Fox and the Crow. If you like what you hear, please be sure to go to our website for links to their social media and more music. Fighting, she'll get right in.